Welcome to Beyond Texas. I'm your host and narrator, W.F. Strong. I came across this story quite by accident and thought it was particularly fitting for the holidays. It has a lovely message of giving and giving from the heart. I wish I knew the author of this little masterpiece, but everywhere it shows up that I can find, it lists the author as anonymous. It's called Three Red Marbles. I was at the corner grocery store buying some early potatoes. I noticed a small boy, ragged but clean, hungrily appraising a basket of freshly picked green peas. Pondering the peas myself, I couldn't help overhearing the conversation between Mr. Miller, the store owner, and the boy in the thin-at-the-knees jeans next to me. "'Hello, Barry. How are you today?' asked Mr. Miller. "'Fine, thank you. Just admiring them peas. They sure look good.' "'Oh, they are good, Barry. How's your ma?' "'Fine. Getting stronger all the time.' "'Good. Anything I can help you with?' "'No, sir. Just admiring them peas.' "'Would you like to take some home?' asked Mr. Miller. "'No, sir. Got nothing to pay for them with. "'Well, what do you have to trade me for some of those peas?' "'All I got's my prize marble here.' "'Is that right? Let me see it.' "'The boy handed it to Mr. Miller and said, "'Here it is.' She's a dandy. Oh, I can see that. Hmm. Only thing is, this one is blue, and I sort of go for red. Do you have a red one like this at home? Not exactly, but almost. Tell you what, take this sack of peas home with you, and next trip this way, let me look at that red marble. Mrs. Miller, who had been standing nearby, came over to help me. With a smile, she said, there are two other boys like him in our community. All three are in very poor circumstances. Jim just loves to bargain with them for peas, apples, tomatoes, whatever. When they come back with their red marbles, and they always do, he decides he doesn't like red after all, and he sends them home with a bag of produce for a green marble or an orange one when they come on their next trip to the store. I left the store smiling to myself, impressed with this man. A short time later, I moved to Colorado, but never forgot the story about the man, the boys, and their bartering for marbles. Several years went by, each more rapid than the previous one. Several years went by, and just recently, I had occasion to visit some old friends in that Idaho community, and while I was there, I learned that Mr. Miller had died. They were having his visitation that evening, and upon arrival at the funeral home, we fell into line to meet the relatives and offer whatever words of comfort we could. Ahead of us in line were three young men. One was in an army uniform, and the other two wore nice haircuts, dark suits, white shirts, all very professional-looking. They approached Mrs. Miller. Each of the young men hugged her, kissed her on the cheek, spoke briefly with her, and moved on to the casket. Her misty light blue eyes followed them as one by one each young man stopped briefly and placed his own warm hand over the cold hand in the casket. Each left the viewing room awkwardly wiping his eyes. Our turn came to meet Mrs. Miller. I told her who I was and reminded her of the story she had told me many years ago about her husband's bartering for marbles. She took me by the hand and led me to the casket. Those three young men who just left here were the boys I told you about. They just told me how they appreciated the things Jim traded them. Now at last, when Jim could not change his mind about the color or size, they came to pay their debt. We've never had a great deal of wealth in this world, but right now Jim would consider himself the richest man in Idaho. She lifted the fingers of her husband, and resting underneath were three 
exquisitely shined red marbles.